Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It was a, a lot of stuff going on this weekend, and some of it's some of it got pretty strange, man. And uh, the politics are heating up, and the attacks are are happening between the opponents as the Iowa caucus is tonight. And uh, it, it seems to, there's a little more uh, emphasis and a little more, perhaps, um, importance on this one. There's a lot going on. Trump is expected to win by a wide margin. I expect that he will as well. And But I think that Vivek Ramaswamy is going to have a showing that that is going to shock a lot of people and surprise a lot of people. And I'm not the only one saying that. I, But his ground game, man, he's done almost 400 events in all 99 counties, been to 99 counties twice. He is really focused on that because he wants to get off to a good start and show that he's, he's a legit, uh, you know, if not a contender for the 2024 nomination, he is a force to be reckoned with and a voice to be heard. Um, He's still learning. He's he's still, uh, you know, kind of navigating the ins and outs of politics. Um, and, and yesterday there was a there was a Truth Social exchange from Donald Trump that happened. People freaked out. In my opinion, massively overreacted. And uh, I mean, I had some people unfollow me simply for you know saying, "Man, I thought the the truth was weird," but that was my initial reaction. And, and people are just. They're unfriending people. They're unfollowing people. Man, we're on the same team. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit because I do want to express my feelings of what I think uh, Vivek brings to this ball game, and it's not necessarily to win. Okay, all he has to do is beat Nikki Haley and show the establishment that we do not want her. Trump's going to win by a wide margin. Vivek comes in and beats Nikki Haley. That will send a message to the establishment and the deep state loud and clear. That's important. And that's something that we should not lose sight of. Cernovich brought that up in a tweet. And I and I uh, I still call them tweets sometimes. It's hard to get away from that terminology and start calling them posts. Every time I say post, I think of Facebook. And I prefer not to think of Facebook. Um, so we're going to take a look at that. Of course, it's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm going to start off with a tribute to that. I want to take a look at and, and I'm going to kind of tie that in with the diversity, equity, and inclusion bullshit that's been going on and the fact that companies are hiring people based on the color of their skin and not the context of their character or not the merit of whether they can do the job the best as the next guy or not, or a woman. And... Uh, so we're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at some highlights from some of yesterday's final caucus pitches, pitches from Trump. Uh, not so much from Vivek. I want to take a look at what Trump had to say because he had some, I mean, he was in rare form. He was white hat guy. He came in and did what Trump does. He is uh, a, a, he's a force to be reckoned with, man. There, there's no doubt about it. We're going to cover, I'm going to look at Elon a little bit. The, the protest, the, the, or I, I don't call it a protest. I call it a pro uh, Hamas supporter in Washington, D.C. was huge. I mean, massive people came out. They tried to break down barriers and get onto the White House grounds, yet none of them ended up getting arrested. In J6, hundreds of people have been convicted of crimes. Many others are still awaiting trial. And they didn't even do anything violent or break down any barriers. They Some of these people were just there. Some of these people were not even there, like Enrico Tario. He got 22 years, but these people, if they're, uh, they, they can go up to the, to the perimeter of the white house and try to break down fences and say, fuck Joe Biden and fuck the United States. And that's all good. That's all good. See what we're about to get into world war three. Joe Biden is getting ready to do what he said Trump would do if he were elected. And, uh, you start trading volleys back and forth. It doesn't matter who it is, man. The Houthis are, are funded and controlled by Iran. They're basically one of I, Iran's little militant organizations that they, they send out there to cause havoc. And they're in Yemen. So we're going to talk about that a little bit because they bombed another U.S. cargo ship. And um, 
and you know that the Biden administration is going to respond. So if we're if we're now lobbing things back and forth, they bomb a ship, we bomb them, they bomb another ship, we bomb them again. Are we not at war? That that's kind of like war, right? <sighs> anyway, let's try to start this show off on uh, a historic moment. It is it was a historic day, and I think it's important too to remember not just the message that that MLK Jr. brought, not just. Uh, you know, his oratory skills and his ability to communicate and to inspire and to motivate people, but also the history behind it. I mean, there was a lot of violence that was going on at the time and, and it was racial violence. It was very justified in in places like Georgia and Mississippi. I mean, they did horrible, horrible things and the civil rights movement and what Martin Luther King Jr. brought to it is, uh, is important. I think that if he saw what was going on with the diversity, equity, and inclusion bullshit we have going on today, he would be disgusted. And, um, I mean, obviously, he was he was around before my time. But I am a student of history. And I read vivaciously. And from what I have seen, that if Martin Luther King saw what was going on today, as far as people, we have racism going on today. Reverse racism is racism. And if you're judging people and hiring people based on the color of their skin, you are doing the anti, exact opposite of what Martin Luther King wanted and what he preached. And of course, his most, one of his uh, most famous and iconic speeches in the Capitol Mall, I Have a Dream, and then, and then this excerpt from it embodies everything that that all men are created equal, and not. But that's not what we have going on now. We've gone the opposite direction. The the left thinks the only way to cure racism is, racism is with more racism. Obama was the most divisive president this country has ever had. I saw a meme today that said it had a picture of. MLK Jr. and a picture of Obama as if they were doing a selfie. Obviously, they, they'd never met, but, um, and of course, MLK Jr. never had a cell phone. So they're, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a Photoshop thing. And the, the question was, what do you think MLK Jr. would say about Obama or say to Obama if he met him today? And my response was, he would say, you failed. And Obama did fail. He set race relations back in this country 50 years, and they're getting worse with Biden because they can't shut up and stop talking about it, and they can't stop cramming this reverse racism down everybody's throats. It's still racism. You end racism by not promoting it, not by promoting more of it. And I think that MLK Jr. would be disgusted. Let's listen to... One of the most iconic speeches of all time, of his for sure, but but possibly of all time in this country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. sad that his children 
and people of color are in fact still being judged by the color of their skin. <clears throat> They're being judged by the color of their skin for employment, for education, for <laughs> climate and bullshit. They're being judged by the color of their skin when you say that black people are too dumb to get a license to have ID to vote, that they can't find the DMV, that they don't know how to use the internet. They're being judged by the color of their skin when companies like United Airlines make a specific purpose of having 50% of their trainees be people of color. And it's sad. And I, I don't think it's what MLK Jr. would want. And uh, sorry about the, the lighting there. I don't know what's going on with my lighting today. It's uh, something with my camera is wigging out. It was um, the system reset. Things got weird. Anyway, doesn't matter. I shouldn't point out flaws. People say, yeah, don't, don't point out things that are going wrong, man. Most people will never even notice. Now you're going to try to notice. Oh, well, it's just what I am. It's who I am. So let's take a look at, uh, you know, all men are created equal. We have constitutional rights. We have God-given rights. And what MLK Jr. was talking about was exactly that. It wasn't just brown rights or black rights or white oppression. It was the fact that all, all men are created equal. Not some. Not some are disadvantaged because of the color of their skin. Not, oh, we need to hire this person because of the color of their skin. All people, the fact I wore this shirt today is not on accident. American lives matter. And some people, they get mad about it. All lives matter. American lives matter. Do you think that's not true? Do you think that some lives matter more than others? I don't. If you think that some lives matter more than others, that is racism if you're doing it based on the color of their skin. is the very definition of it. If you think one life is more important, if you think one color is more superior or more entitled, that is racism. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, red, blue, green, I don't care. The FAA has come out, diverse, diversity, FAA is diversity, this is federal aviation, man. They can't hire people. They, they, they got rid of, a, they fired a bunch of people who wouldn't get vaccinated. And then they drove others out with their uh, diversity, equity, inclusion bullshit. Their diversity push includes focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. Really, so now we're going to have uh, people that have severe intellectual and psychiatric uh, disabilities controlling our planes and where they fly in the sky. The Federal Aviation Administration is actively recruiting workers who suffer severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric problems, and other mental and physical conditions under a diversity and inclusion hiring initiative spelled out on the agency's website. This is what the Biden administration has brought you. Targeted, targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the federal government, as a matter of policy, has identified for special emphasis in recruiting and hiring, the FAA's website states. They include hearing, vision, so somebody who has bad hearing or bad vision guiding airplanes around the country. Awesome. Missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and I guess dwarfism. <laughs> well, that's what we need is we need a, we need a few, uh, transgender or non-binary dwarfs wandering around the FAA that are partially blind and deaf controlling airplanes. Wonderful. Sounds like a good idea to me. Never mind who's, I mean, we need merit-based hiring. I think everybody who's a conservative can agree on that. I know Trump does. I know Vivek does. Elon Musk does. If you want to call him right now, I don't know. But he he doesn't believe in this DEI BS. And uh, United Airlines, their guy, they're super proud of the fact that they are hiring people based on the color of their skin and not their merit or their content of character. Military. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviator Academy? 
we have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying, though, so I, this was just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, that's correct. Um, but, you know, in corporate America, I think, you know. That's a low bar. How do you yeah. raise your own bar? <laughs> well, a lot of this is, you know, focusing on it. We have uh, programs to, one of the things we do is for every job when we do an interview, we require women and people of color to be involved in, in the interview process, bringing people in early in their careers um, as well, uh, and giving them those opportunities uh, and creating a stronger band. So we're discriminating based on color is what we're doing. You're discriminating against white people and you're sending a message to people of color and to women that the only way you can get ahead and the only way you can do well is if you are given special privileges because of your color. Hmm. Okay, I get it. I get it. But that's what socialism is and it's not just based on color. They do it on class. They do it on uh, political affiliation. Kamala Harris had this to say. She used, somehow she worked one of her favorite phrases into this. I don't know. Um, do they, does she tell her speechwriters, look, this is, make sure, this is a powerful phrase. Make sure you get this into my speech today. Check this out. Today, we celebrate the legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a visionary who saw what could be Unburdened by what had been. Unbur saw what could be. Un where have I? Seems like I've heard that somewhere before. I don't. I don't know. I think I've heard that phrase somewhere before. Let me see. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be. Unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been. What 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 can be unburdened by what has been. Who we can be. Unburdened by who we have been. What can be unburdened by... Okay, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop. Um, in fact, geez. What a load of shit. Yeah. Thanks. And who else wants to weigh in on this? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> At a certain point, just shut the fuck up. So, all right, so we've had Clint and Vivek Ramaswamy weigh in on uh, being... Uh, you know, unburdened by what has been the famous Kamala Harris uh, tagline that she loves to use. <clears throat> Man, she, I wish she'd come up with some fresh material, you know, but um, I mean, there's always this. We're going to call that our weirdness portion of the day. Hey, we had a, I do want to bring this up. I want to give a shout out and to a, to a true hero who unfortunately has succumbed to his injuries. He sustained in the Iowa, recent Iowa school shooting. Uh, the principal of the school um, has died. And I think it's important to, to note that, uh, you know, we do have great people in the education system. They're not all union hacks. And many of them truly do care about, about the kids. The system is corrupt as hell. And the fact the federal government is involved in it is completely corrupt. But this, this man, this man put his life in, on the line. Um, Perry High School... Iowa principal Dan Marburger 
has succumbed to his injuries sustained from gunshot wounds when a trans shooter shot up the school. And yeah, it was a trans shooter, okay? Uh, Dan reportedly stood in harm's way and distracted the shooter while students escaped. Rest in peace to this hero. And if you go on to GoFundMe and look up his name, you will find where you can uh, donate to the fund if you want to. But uh, a true hero who put his life, who, who gave his life to save those of his students and the children that were in that school. Sad, but um, super sad. There's no other way around it. But also at the same time, uh, hopefully his life means something. Hopefully it sends a message that, you know, these people do care about our kids. Anyway, totally serious. I went from Kamala cackling to to a kind of a serious moment there. That was a weird transition. Uh, probably wouldn't do that again. Um, to jump into another story here before we dive into the Trump Vivek feud, if you want to call it that. I don't think it was that. That's what some people were calling it. And, you know, it, all right, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Back in my home state of Washington, we had a cold, we have had a cold few days here. It's It's been in the low teens. Yesterday, it got up to 25 as a high. And I know, you know a lot of you in, in extreme weather states are going, oh, that's nothing. We deal with that all the time. Yeah, so your systems are built to design it. In Washington state, we're not used to having cold temperatures like that, particularly for multiple days in a row. And so... Puget Sound Energy, which is the primary energy provider out here for Western Washington, they asked customers, they said, we are asking customers to conserve natural gas and electricity used through the evening hours due to the extreme cold temperatures facing our area. Regional utilities are experiencing high energy use, higher energy use than forecasted, and we need to reduce strain on the grid. Okay, sure, fine. Um, you know what? Sure, I'll just turn down my heat. We're having the coldest day we've had in years. We're freezing. We're just going to turn down our heat so that we can freeze more and not take hot showers. And this is the same state who wants to have 100% EV usage in the state by, oh, I forget what it is, by like 2035. There's not supposed to be any, as part of their goal to get to zero carbon emissions. They want everybody in the state to be driving an EV by the year 2035. They can't even support the electrical demand that's on the grid currently as it is when the weather gets cold how the hell are they going to do it when they have seven million cars plugged in fucking charging yeah unbelievable these people i mean they just it's like they don't think or they don't they don't or maybe i don't know shit's by design but you're gonna have rolling blackouts if this continues if they continue to put strain oh not only do they want to they want to add all these EVs onto the grid. So basically, you can either freeze or charge your car. Cool your home during the summer or charge your car. You cannot do both. And on top of that, they want to remove some of the dams that are generating hydroelectric power. We have some great rivers in this state that generate a ton of hydroelectric power. And they want to remove the dams and restore the rivers. Sounds good. But until you figure out a way to replace that energy, you better just hold your horses there, Tonto. Goodness gracious, man, these people are dumb. So there was a, a truth slash X war that happened over the weekend. It set a lot of people off. This went down yesterday. This was uh, Trump. All right, let me, let me lay a little bit of background for you because it's important to understand the context of this. So Vivek, over the past week, Vivek Ramaswamy has been taking a turn in his, uh, in his pitch for why you should vote for him. And while I don't disagree with the things that he says, because they are true. Basically, he says that, that you know, the deep state will do anything they can to keep Trump out of the White House again. Anything. I think that's true. They He has a real possibility of being convicted of a crime and possibly imprisoned. I, I think that is true as well. But here's where it got weird. He then goes on to say that now, now keep in mind, Vivek has been a huge supporter of Trump, man. He's, he's filed uh, FOIA requests on behalf of Trump. He, he filed an amicus brief with the Supreme court to support him in the, uh, keeping him on the Colorado ballot. He has 
repeatedly talked highly of Trump and said he supports him and says he would endorse him if he became the anonymity. The only other candidate to say that he would. But he went on this weird thing now where he's he's trying to pitch that if you want to save Trump, then you need to vote for me. And that comes off kind of cringy. And the more I thought about it, it, it kind of was not the right approach. You know, ask for people's vote, great, but don't tell them, look, the only way to save Trump is to vote for me. So he's basically making Trump look weak or like he needs saving. And so vote for me because then they will back off on him. And if he does get convicted of anything, I will pardon him when I become president. But the problem is that that comes off as kind of, it's kind of two-faced, man. It's kind of like a, that he's like, he's giving backhanded compliments, you know, where he's complimenting on one side and then saying, yeah, but if you want to save Trump, you got to vote for me. Trump called it in his, uh, Let's go back a few weeks. This was a few weeks ago. Trump said, he will, I'm sure, endorse me. But Vivek is a good man. And he's not done yet. And then this was the one yesterday. Now, I gave you the backdrop on why this this truth was put out. And and as far as uh, snide, snarky, uh, mean tweets go, and this is a truth, of course, because he's not on Twitter anymore, or X. Uh... This is pretty tame. I mean, this is like Donald Trump light, okay? And people freaked out. And then people on that are only Trumpers, they freaked out on people who are trying to defend defend Vivek. And relationships were severed. Everybody's massively overreacting. This was Donald Trump's uh, truth. Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly. But a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. A vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA. Okay. Now, whether his campaign put this out or Trump himself put this out, we know that he does a lot of his own posting. But his campaign also does some of it. And the, the last sentence there kind of implies that it was uh, they were talking in a third-person sense, the Biden indictments against his political opponents. So this could have been his campaign that put this out. But he still, he, you know, they, they still communicate. They still communicate. And so Vivek responded to that and, and said, you know, I, uh, yes, I saw his tweet, and I'm not going to address it, basically, is what he said. And then there was a shitstorm on social media with people freaking out and huge supporters, you know, of that have always been huge only Trumpers like Laura Loomer and uh, Raheem Kassam and some of these others were were just going all out. And people were just they're basically saying, if you're not if you don't support Trump, you're disloyal. So if I am listening to somebody else or thinking about somebody else then that means I'm disloyal. And calling Vivek disloyal is kind of weird because he was never loyal to Trump. He never voted for him. So who's he being disloyal to? Vivek's just trying to be loyal to himself. Did he make a little fupa there? Yes. I think that the he overthought things. He was trying to get cute. He was trying to uh, come up with a strategy where he could differentiate himself from Donald Trump. That's what you do as a candidate. Look, Politics are dirty. It's a blood sport. There are going to be attacks on opposing candidates. You're in it to win it. You're running for a reason. And I think that's all it was. So, but but the shitstorm got real and it got it got really heavy and people, you know, the only Trumpers were attacking and that doesn't do any of us any good. It, it's a divisive thing. It's a bad thing. We need to not go there, okay? We're on the same team. And in the end, we're going to get behind the same candidate that will very likely be Donald Trump. And I would venture to say that Vivek Ramaswamy will be the very first person to get out and strongly endorse Donald Trump and will campaign for him to help bring in the young vote should Trump's campaign want him to. That's my prediction. 
You watch. Vivek will be the, if Trump is the nominee, as expected, as I, even I expect him to be, Vivek will be the first one to come out in strong support. None of the other candidates will. So today, Trump came out with another truth. Because like I said, the last one, that blew up in a whole shitstorm. It was, uh, it, it was got really ugly in some in some corners of the uh, social verse, so to speak. People started calling, uh, you know, influencers that were campaigning just on the campaign trail with Vivek so they could cover it. I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of a campaign and be able to travel around with them for a few days and cover it? They're, anyway, so Trump came out this morning. He said this, and here's what I saw this as, is I saw this exchange as both sides backing her down a little bit and and just diffusing the situation and and i read this as trump stepped in and he saw what happened yesterday he saw that it was divisive he likes vivek but he he put a shot across his bow that saying hey man don't go around telling people that i'm weak and that only you can save me And then today he saw the shitstorm that caused or what was what was evolving. And so let's let's diffuse this right now before it gets any worse. And Trump put this out. A vote for Vivek is a wasted vote. Okay, everybody says that about their opponent. Fine. He says, I like Vivek, but he played it too cute with us. Okay, and I already explained why. Caucus tonight, vote for Donald J. Trump. Build up the numbers in November. We must take our very troubled nation, a nation in decline, back from crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats and thugs who are destroying MAGA. Absolutely. I agree with that. And that was, I think that's about as close as you're, you will ever get from Trump for, a, hey, let's, let's, let's cool this down. Let's cool this down. And, um, and he did what leaders do. That's leadership. He came out this morning and he put this out, I think, in an effort to diffuse the situation that he saw developing between people who support Vivek and those who support Trump. That's leadership, okay? Vivek took a screenshot of it and put it on X. He posted it and he said this, I've defended Trump at every step and respect him immensely. You won't hear me attacking him. I'm asking for your vote tonight because I believe it the right thing for our country. We cannot walk into the other side's trap and watch the puppet masters quietly trot Nikki into power. So there you go. Uh, seems like every, they seems like you know they kind of kissed and made up in 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 a political sense, and and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Um, again, we're all on the same side here. We're all on the same side. And as I started out this segment saying is Trump is Trump is going to win the Iowa caucus and and by a large margin make no mistake 45% 55% doesn't matter doesn't matter in fact this was I'm going to I'm going to uh, read you Cernovich's post on X cuz I don't want to be accused of plagiarizing so uh, here's here's what Cernovich had to say. He said, supporting, supporting Vivek in the Iowa caucus sends a message to the establishment. Trump has a strong cushion. Will he hit 45% or 55% is irrelevant. Vivek outperforming predictions is a direct rejection of Nikki Haley. If in Iowa, I'd send, I'd want to send that message. And I agree. You know, I hadn't looked at it that way before until I read that post on X. And, and I agree. It's not about necessarily beating Trump. Vivek is, he wants to be president. Make no mistake. But he, he needs he needs name recognition. He's out there building a brand right now. And if a message is, if he can beat out Nikki Haley and, and even maybe potentially Ron DeSantis while still coming in a distant second to Trump, isn't that a win for everybody? Other than DeSantis and, and Nikki Haley. I mean, that that seems like it's a win-win. We we tell the establish, establishment, F you, we don't want Nikki Haley. And Trump still wins by a huge margin. I don't see anything wrong with that. Elon Musk had this to say about Vivek. He said, and my guess is that Vivek will, Vivek will exceed the polls when the votes are counted. 
And, and the funny part about that is, is Vivek isn't even included in a lot of the polls. CNN, uh, New York Times, they're putting out polls with just three candidates, Trump, DeSantis, and, and Nikki Haley. And uh, all I know is never, never Nikki, never Nikki. Hey, here's a funny moment from Trump's uh, last uh, last ditch here. Uh, yesterday, he was out hitting stops, and man, he was in classic form. I mean, God, this guy, the way he carries himself, the way he can still communicate effectively, put sentences together, other unlike the person we have in the White House right now, the way he communicates with people, the way he, uh, his sense of humor, people, man, the liberals, liberal, all right, first of all, li- we all know that liberals have no sense of humor. We all know that they can't meme. And they don't they don't understand it. A lot of what they say is negative about Trump is actually, I think, um, I think it's hilarious because it's he has a sense of humor. Uh, it, it's usually pretty dry and and liberals are just too dumb to get it. That, that's the bottom line. And uh, but anyway, here's a few highlights from his from his uh, journeys here yesterday. Check it out. And we will take over the horribly run capital of our nation. Horribly run. We have a capital that we all love right now. It's a rat infested, graffiti infested shithole. Horrible. It is a shithole. And a lot of these big cities are uh, that are run that have been run by Democrats forever. And uh, and then next. So if you want to save America from crooked Joe Biden, you must go caucus tomorrow. First step. First step. We're going to do it. We're going to do it big. You got to get out. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. (laughs) If you're sick, if you're just so sick, you can't. Darling, I don't think. Get up. Get up. Okay. This was an obvious joke, right? He's 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 messing around. He's saying, "Look, man, even if you're dying, get out and vote. Even if you die afterwards, that's okay, man." He's, of course, the media, the legacy media. They report that as if he's literally saying, "Even if you should, even if you're going to die, you need to get out and vote for me." And they're calling him a dictator and a slave driver and this and that because oh oh headlines: Trump wants people to die in order to vote for him. <laughs> when it's an obvious joke. Yeah. Get up your vote. Yes, darling. It's ultimately, we know who calls the shots, right? Right? Right, Polly? So you be safe at all. You're going to be safe. And again, all indoors. It's going to be all indoors. But you got to get up. You got to vote. Uh, because it has nothing to do with anything but taking our nation back. And that's the biggest thing there is. So arrive no later than 630. And as I said earlier, the details are... IA.DonaldJTrump.com. Yeah, and he put out a, a good informative video on how to caucus because there are there are rules, man. Be there by 630. If you're not there, you're not going to get to caucus, okay? And and there's there's certain steps and things you need to make uh, sure of. You make sure your registration is current, among other things. And, and uh, he laid all that out, which was kind of cool. I thought uh, that was good of his campaign to do that. And um, so... It, Again, we, the way we send a huge message to the establishment is Trump gets a huge margin of victory in Iowa. Vivek beats out Nikki Haley and possibly DeSanctus. That would send a message loud and clear that we do not want establishment candidates. We want America first outsiders, period. And I think it's a win-win. That's my take. I'm sticking with it. We're taking in people that are very, very sick with diseases that will be spread all over our nation. We're doing the wrong thing for our country. It's going to be very hard to recover from that, but we're going to start on day one with deportation. Okay? Yeah, he's talking uh, mass deportations. And, you know, that that's good. I mean, because what do we have? Otherwise, we have things like this. We have Massachusetts officials pleading with private home, homeowners to take in illegal aliens. New York is doing the same thing. I, I think there's a uh, I think there's some places in Illinois that are also saying, hey, if you got a spare room, bring in these undocumented illegals who we have no history on. We have no idea why they're here. We don't know if they're criminals or not, but bring them into your home around your family and loved ones. And we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to go over too well for most people. Oh, oh, and by the way, they don't speak English either. 
What are they just going to use your kitchen, your bathroom, your walk around your house, your kids? They're going to walk around, you know, in in, in towels after they're out of the shower or some stranger from freaking, uh, you know, Venezuela or China or Iran or Syria. <laughs> Unbelievable, these people, man. And then, uh, and yeah, mass deportation. And people call that... I, I, Someone commented on a on a on a post on X. You don't even. I said something about this is a good thing because I commented. Someone talked about that as a negative thing, the mass deportation. I said this is a good thing, and someone said to me, "You don't even think they're human, are you? Or do you?" And I'm like, "Of course they are, and they can follow the legal. They're welcome to come if they follow the legal process to get here. But the simple fact is, we can't continue letting in three hundred thousand a month." Just look at what's happening in cities like New York and Chicago and areas of Massachusetts. They're all over the place. They're overrunning our social services. They're displacing school children, kick emptying out high schools to put in. 4,000 students got kicked out of a high school in New York house, 2,000 illegals. They've got baggage claim areas and uh, bus transfer, uh, car rental transfer areas, housing illegals. They're taking up our own sources that need to be used for Americans. American lives matter. Their lives matter too, but we got to take care of our own house and our own citizens before we spend another single dime on illegals. And uh, Texas is doing the right thing, man. Now, this is a controversial thing. They went and uh, I did this on a segment last last week. They took out, um, they kicked the federal government out of the park in Eagle Pass and sent in the state national guard to control it and maintain it. They have completely shut it down. They are not letting people in, and and they're serious about it. And this is this is how it should be all along the border until the world gets the message that you know what the door is closed. My opinion, we need a a indefinite moratorium on any immigration that is not already in process. So if someone's trying to do it legally and they've been trying for months, they've been doing the paperwork like they're supposed to, fine. That's But the funnel gets shut off now until we gain control of our economy, of our country, and our borders, we can't continue to allow the level, this bill that they put out, the so-called bipartisan bill uh, in the Senate, they want to allow 5,000 in a day. That's 150,000 a month. Those are historic highs. That's where it started at Biden's first year in office. And now they're breaking records. Two, 300,000 a month is not unheard of anymore. But this is what they're doing in Texas. Check it out. That guy crossed the fence illegally. Yeah. Hey, bud, you're breaking the law, and we're going to treat you as if you're breaking the law. You're not going to get no kid gloves here. I have no problem with that. And, you know, of course, the liberals are all, oh, it's racist, and oh, it's this, and so that. Oh, yeah? How about you invite some of these people into your home? You have no right to bitch about What's going on as far as securing the border? Invite some of these people into your home. Bring them into your spare room around your family. Bring some of these criminals across, some of these human traffickers, some of these drug dealers, some of these terrorists. Bring them into your home and put them in your spare room. They don't speak English. They're going to mooch off of you the entire time. And they might, they might, God forbid, they don't. But they might harm you. They might harm your family. They might harm the ones you love. And until you can do that. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) At a certain point. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. What Vivek said. What Vivek said. Trump back there in Iowa. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. He's out there uh, passing out pizzas. And, you know, he does this thing. And he, he looks so natural doing it. I mean, he's carrying around pizzas and and uh, passing them out at, uh, at uh, fire station first responders. And 
and it's great. And this is this is Trump. He does this all the time. He's been, he did this for four years. He did this in 2016 when he was campaigning. 2020, he's he's doing it again now. And uh, he just he's got to drive the Secret Service nuts. Hey, yeah, yeah, let's pull over to this uh, to this pizza joint. I want to take pizzas to people. <laughs> some of it's planned, obviously, but I think some of it's not. Can you imagine DeSanctis or Nikki Haley doing something like this? A lot of pizza. And he proceeded to go down the line and hand out pizzas to to the first responders there. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Meanwhile, uh, DeSantis is bashing Trump. This was one of his Iowa stops. Check it out. He cares about. You can be the most worthless Republican in America, but if you kiss the ring, he'll say you're wonderful. You can be the strongest, most dynamic, uh, successful Republican and conservative in America, but if you don't kiss that ring, then he'll try to trash you. You know what? You deserve a nominee that's going to put you first, not himself first. People say that uh, there's, there's some people actually out there saying, you know, when Trump gets the White House, he should make the Sanctus attorney general. Are you kidding me? I think that <laughs> Trump learned the first time around that you want to make sure you don't surround yourself with people who hate you. Or people who will undermine you. So you're certainly not going to bring in DeSantis. And you most definitely are not going to bring Nikki Haley back into your administration. What a mistake that was the first time we found that out. She's nothing but a neocon globalist. Uniparty supported. I mean, she's being supported by Democrats. It's the Democrats and independents who are voting for her. And Democrat PACs are paying for her ads. You want to talk about wolf in sheep's clothing? It's not Vivek. The Uniparty would love to have Nikki Haley in there. Vivek's not wrong about that. They don't care red or blue. It doesn't matter as long as they, as long as they follow orders, and do what they need to do. And uh, and then this was this is Biden this weekend, and there's something wrong with this guy. We we can can we all agree on that? I think even a lot of Democrats agree on that, right? And that's why they're they're pushing for Nikki Haley because they know that that Biden is not electable. That they, they, I mean, Democrats are going, man, he's a complete train wreck. I can't support him. And if he's the one that is going to be on the general ballot, which it looks like now, maybe he will be. He he is bound and determined to stay in there. Um, that that they uh, that they, they'll, they'll say, okay, well, Nikki Haley's not so bad. She'll She's better than than Trump. <laughs> She's better than Trump, and uh, but when this guy goes out there, what is he doing, man? Look at this. Why is he always? First of all, the look in his eyes. This, this guy is done. He's an old, dementia-ridden Swiss cheese for brain man. He is a shell of what he ever was before. At least before, when he was plagiarizing and and lying constantly. At least he was still coherent mentally. And now he's still now he's still a plagiarist. He's still a pathological liar. And his mind is gone. You know how many drugs they have to put him on just to get him to function every day? Why do you think he disappears for half of his presidency to Delaware? He's not on vacation, man. He's on treatment and recovery. And on top of all that, he's a pervert. What is it with him and children? I'm going to play this clip and and you can't, it's hard to hear. I'm sorry for the audio quality. Um, I tried to boost as much as I could without distorting it out. Uh, but the, the, um, he's in a, in a shop. Looks like he's getting some potatoes. And, uh, and he asks a little girl, how old are you? What is his infatuation with children and particularly little girls of young age? How old are you, sweetie? What a creep. He's a total creeper, total creeper. Check it out. Okay, here it comes. How old are you, he says. How old are you? 11. 
He's like, oh, that's, that's a little old for me, I think. 11, I mean, that's close. Fucking pathetic. Uh, this went on in Washington, D.C. These are people. So after, after we bombed uh, Yemen, we bombed uh, supposedly some of the Houthi leadership in Yemen. Yemen vowed to respond. And of course, the knee-jerk reaction of all the people, the, the professional activists, the people who live in their parents' basements, the people who actually are terrorists that are here illegally, they, they go out and they protest in support of Yemen. This was at the White House, uh, outside the White House. Check it out. Oh, not that one. This is Hands off Yemen, hands off Yemen. Let the terrorists be and continue to blow up ships in the Red Sea. Fuck yeah. And this. Why aren't these people in jail right now? seems that uh, F. Joe Biden isn't only for conservatives. It seems that it's for, I mean, everybody hates Joe Biden. <laughs> this, that's why he's not going to win. He doesn't have a chance. His poll numbers are 33% approval rating now. I don't know who these three, 33% are. I mean, they must be living under a rock watching nothing but MSNBC. But uh, unbelievable. So, so they're attacking ships in in the in the Red Sea, and then we attack the Houthis in Yemen, and then today this happens. They launch a, a missile or bomb or whatever into a U.S. owned freighter container ship. You can see right there it's burning. Um, been trying to get updates on it. News isn't easy to find about it. But take a look at that image. So, so and, then, and then let's put it in context again, okay? Yemen bombs ships in the Red Sea. We bomb Yemen. Yemen is now bombing a U.S. container ship, and not for the first time. We're lobbing bombs back and forth. Is that not, are we at war? Are we at war with, with the Houthis and and by extension, Iran? This old fool is going to get us into World War III. He is destabilizing the Middle East like no leader has in a long time. The Middle East is more unstable now and more unpredictable now than it's been in decades. And it all started when Joe Biden took office. He is a failure at foreign policy. He's a failure at domestic policy other than wanting to kill babies and take away your guns. He won't secure the border. Disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. War in Ukraine. War in Gaza. By the way, in Ukraine, Zelensky has requested that uh, Switzerland or Sweden, one of those, anyway, uh, host a peace summit. So Zelensky is now looking for peace. All we had to do was cut off the spigot. Don't give him any more money to fight. Stop giving them money and weapons of war to fight with. Zelensky will seek out a peace. And if that means letting the Eastern provinces be part of Russia, fine. They already were anyway, in reality. 600,000 lives so far over there. Ducey was reporting on the Yemen issue, and this is what he had to say. Funding Hamas and the Houthis are being handled. Wow. 
But people mad at the president are really mad. Demonstrators with signs about Yemen and Gaza tried to topple a temporary security fence Saturday night. The Secret Service sized up the crowd and tells us, as a precaution, some members of the media and staff in proximity to Pennsylvania Avenue were temporarily relocated while the issue was being addressed. The Secret Service made no arrests associated with the march, and there was no property damage to the White House or adjacent buildings. White House officials are not reversing support for Israel. However, they do back some subtle changes, urging Israel to wind down the campaign in Gaza. The next logical phase here, as they have put pressure on Hamas leadership, is to get to lower intensity operations, more targeted, more precise raids, yeah. less airstrikes. Uh, we believe it's time to make that transition, and we have had that conversation with them. The next act of defiance in D.C., a potential walkout tomorrow by administration staff and federal workers. Speaker. Okay, if any federal workers walk out off of their job to support a terrorist over in the Middle East, they need to be fired. Without warning, here's a box, clean your desk out and leave. No two weeks notice. Here's a box, clean your desk out, leave. That would send a message. All right, we're going to wrap up with this. Uh, in New York City, and this is not the only place, but New York City, has be, I mean, state, the state of New York, has become a, a, a shithole. And it's a communist state. It is a police state. They want to control what you do, what you say, what you think, where you go, when you go there, and how. Don't believe me? Well, here's the luscious Kathy Hulk. I can't even believe she got reelected. Man, she was she was stuck in there on an appointment to fill out a term, and then she was re. They elected her. What is wrong with you people in New York? Good grief! They're going to come knocking on your door with the brown boots to arrest you because they don't like something you posted online. Check this out. Very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? The data they're collecting from what you say on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. So if you say something on an online platform that the government has subjectively defined as hate speech, they will come knocking on your door to re-educate you to say only the right things and educate you on why what you said is bad. Where do you think the next step is on that? Platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also are very focused on the death. In the name of safety, in the name of safety, we will control what you're allowed to say. In the name of safety, we will restrict the First Amendment rights that you were given in our Constitution and by God. In the name of safety, you will do what the hell you're told or the state is going to come knocking on your door and explain to you why what you said is so wrong. Because we're monitoring the Internet, we're monitoring social media. And if we decide what you said is hate speech, we're coming for you. These people are tyrants. They are communists. They are they they would love nothing more than to round up every single MAGA person out there and put you in concentration camps. And I'm not I'm not joking. They would want to, if they could, they would do that. How many of them wish death upon those who weren't vaccinated? How many of them said it was your fault that people were dying? How many people said, leftists said, the people who are unvaccinated should be gathered up? They shouldn't be allowed to do anything, go out, participate in society. This is their end game. This is why it's critical that we send a very, very strong and loud message during the primaries. 
we will not tolerate this. We have massive America approval on our side. We People in America do not want to live under tyranny. They do not want to live under communism. They are sick and tired of your ineptness, your destruction of this economy, your destruction of our standing on the world stage, and the destruction of our liberties and our freedoms. Piss off. American lives matter. Period. On that note, if you've just been listening on uh, on one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. All my videos are there. That's again, rumble.com slash the nun report. Please check me out. I'm on all the socials at the nun report. Uh, that'd be all the regular socials. But on Twitter, it's a little bit different. On Twitter, I'm on Twitter at nun report because I couldn't get the that account dot nuke. So uh, on or on X, I'm at nun report everywhere else at the nun report. Or you know what? Just go to my website. My website is one stop, one shop, everything you can link into right there in one place. And, and I'd appreciate it if you did. If you are watching this video, please give it a thumbs up. Give it a share. Let people know about the Nun Report. Support platforms, even small platforms like mine. They're trying to get the word out because sometimes different personalities resonate with different people. You may not like me, but someone else might and vice versa. So, uh, so please spread the word. Get it out. Like this video, follow my channel, give it a smash the thumbs up there on the video. I, I sure appreciate it if you will. Anyway, hey, uh, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>